Well, my friends, welcome to the Friday Faith follow-up episode of the Love Your People Well podcast, where we are going to talk today about how to stop overthinking everything. We talked on Tuesday about negative thinking, getting kind of stuck and just assuming the worst and jumping to these bad conclusions. How do we stop that? How do we change that line of thinking. But there's another angle to our thought lives that is impacting how we manage emotions, how we connect with our people. And if we are actually in the moment enjoying our family relationships, and that is overthinking things. It might not even be negative necessarily that you're assuming the worst or kind of walking through the what if, what if, what if scenarios in your head, but just where you can't turn your brain off. And it's hard to be emotionally present with your husband, with your kids to just sit down and enjoy family time if your brain is constantly on overdrive. So that's what we're talking about today, my friends. We're going to take the same steps that we talked about on Tuesday and apply them to this part of our thought lives. And I'm going to share, let me look at my list, 13, 13 different ideas, 13 secret weapons for how to stop your brain in its tracks, move in a different direction so that you can enjoy family life. You can be in the moment. You can soak up the time you have with your little ones, with your, your precious people. It's not always easy, but it is possible. So that's where we're going today, my friends. So if you want to get your thought life under control so that you can manage those hard emotions that your thoughts are leading to, it's our thoughts that lead us into anger. It's our thoughts that lead us into sadness or anxiety or stress or so many things. So if you want to get that under control today, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. If you have listened to this podcast for any length of time, you have probably heard me say that I'm a therapist, but this podcast is not therapy. And and sometimes people do kind of laugh at me like that, like, oh, yes, Jessica, of course we know this is not therapy. But, you know, virtual therapy is such a big thing now. <laughs> and I just, I think it's really important that we are always on the same page, especially today as we're talking about our thought processes, our thought lives, because this is such a common thing that comes up in the counseling room. And it's not something that I hear a lot of moms talk about, like just friend to friend when you're getting coffee together. Um, It's kind of a, a deeper, maybe more abstract sometimes way of thinking about our lives and our experiences, thinking about your thoughts. It's very meta, I suppose. But it's a huge part 
of what's going on for each of us day by day. And it plays a huge role in how you show up for your family and with your family. So I love talking with people about like just digging into what their thoughts sound like in their own head because it's so connected then with how they feel and what they do and what their relationships ultimately look like. So if you missed it on Tuesday in episode 135, we tackled the topic of negative thinking. When your brain just kind of jumps to the worst possible conclusion and, um, and maybe you're thinking negative thoughts about yourself or about other people, um, we have to be able to take control of that. Of course, you're going to feel anxious or sad or angry if you're assuming the worst, if your brain is jumping straight to a negative place. And so we talked about the five R's for how to change that negative thinking into a line of positive thinking. Definitely check out that episode. And we're going to apply the same um, the same process, those same five R's today as we talk about overthinking. When you just kind of can't turn your brain off, it's hard then to be present in the moment, to focus on the people and the situation that's actually right in front of you. And you can't genuinely enjoy a moment if your brain is running a thousand miles an hour or it's a thousand miles away. You can't enjoy that family time if that's what's going on for you. And so we're going to apply the same five R's. So let me review what those are, but you'll get a lot more detail if you want to circle back to episode 135. The five R's are recognizing that thought, the unhelpful thought, refuting it. So you want to challenge it, you want to question it, you want to, you know, don't just assume that it's correct and true and helpful. Number three, you're going to replace the thought. Then you remind yourself of truth and rehearse. Rehearse it again and again and again until the new line of thinking, the more positive, truth-filled line of thinking becomes more and more normal. So it looks a little bit different, as you can assume, when we talk about overthinking, instead of maybe talking about replacing a negative thought with a more positive thought, it's less about replacing the actual thought but recognizing what's happening, recognizing, wow, my brain is just running a thousand miles a minute and I'm all up inside my head and I'm not in this present moment God has given me. I'm not here emotionally. I'm not here mentally, even though physically I'm here. It's more about recognizing that that's what's happening and then refuting that experience to, to basically remind yourself I don't need to be solving every problem in the world right now. This is not actually what's helpful in this moment to connect with my kids or to enjoy date night or to go to sleep at the end of the day or whatever it is. So it's more about recognizing the the process or the pattern of what's happening, refuting it, so stopping it, and then replacing it not so much with a different thought, but replacing it with a different activity, doing something different to, to stop thinking about all the things that are constantly running through your head. Because it's less about replacing the negative thought with a positive thought. It's more about replacing the 
experience of overthinking where like I can't turn my brain off, replacing that with a different activity that's actually more helpful, probably more enjoyable, and more likely to actually get you enjoying family time. Which of course is the whole goal of this podcast, enjoying family life as you build up those relationships. So I'm going to assume that you have some recognition when this is happening. For a lot of us, we notice it when we're trying to fall asleep and we just like, oh, I can't turn my brain off and so I can't sleep. Or when we're struggling to really pay attention to our kids or our husband or or whoever it is right in front of us, it's like we're zoning out or we just we keep getting so distracted. A lot of us also notice this when we're praying. We're trying to talk to God. We're trying to listen to his voice or, or read the Bible and all of a sudden you're thinking about your grocery list and all the things you need to do tomorrow and that conversation that you need to follow up on with your daughter and or whatever it is. Our brain suddenly is a thousand miles away from the actual moment we're in. So I'm going to assume you can recognize when something like that is happening and you can refute it. You can, I mean, basically that's just telling yourself like, hey, stop it. Hey, this is not helpful. Uh-oh, let me do something different. What I want to talk about now is 13 ideas for what you can do to replace that activity. Instead of overthinking, what could you do instead that's going to refocus your thought process in a different direction so that you can be present in that moment? You can pray or you can have the conversation or you can um, you know, be there for whatever is actually going on. So idea number one is to distract yourself with something else that your brain has to focus on. Now, when you're talking about big emotions, this is really helpful. Like if you're starting to feel really anxious because you can't turn your brain off, well then get your brain thinking about something else, something where you have to use some logic or count or solve a problem because you can't have your emotion brain turned up high and your logic brain turned up high. Uh, we could we could go into plenty of detail about that, but just that's the way that our brain works. So find a different activity that your brain has to do something. Maybe your kid is doing homework and you just sit down with them and hey, let's look at these math problems. Like your brain, I'm not saying that's going to be a super fun experience, although it might be a nice moment of connection with your kid, but your brain is going to focus on something different. Or maybe you sit down and you write something. You write a letter or you balance your checkbook or pay the bills or you read a book if you're a reader and it's an engaging book that might work. But I know for myself, sometimes I start reading and then I realize I've been rereading the same page for five minutes. You know yourself, but find something to do that's actually going to distract your brain so that instead of thinking about all the things you were thinking about, now you're thinking about something different. Idea number two is to call someone, reach out to someone to talk through whatever it is that you're overthinking about, whatever it is that's just all consuming in your brain. Put words to that and have a conversation with someone who can give you their perspective or maybe ask some questions, um, share some observations. That's going to change how you're thinking about it because now all of a sudden you're not all up in your head but you're talking it through. You're putting words to it, which helps us make better sense 
of what we're thinking about and then actually do something different. Idea number three is to pause and to pray. Now, yes, you might find like, I'm trying to pray and that's when I'm overthinking. I'm getting totally distracted. But pray about that. Ask God to stop this thought pattern, to stop the overthinking, to focus your attention somewhere else. He is there with you. One of my favorite Bible verses is right at the beginning of Colossians chapter 3, where it tells us to set our heart on the things above where Christ is and to set our minds on the things above. Eternal things, not earthly things. So set your heart, set your mind, pause and make a choice. I'm going to think about God. I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to God. Ask him to intervene at that moment. Number four, and this one sounds a little counterintuitive, but it actually, uh, just for me personally, this is really helpful. I've definitely seen it be helpful in the counseling room. But number four is to stop the like just train of thinking, stop long enough and actually think the problem through to its logical conclusion. So you, a lot of times we get kind of stuck. We're thinking, oh no, what if this happens? And then we're just like rehearsing. Well, uh, we get all up in that exact moment. But think about the next step. Okay, sure. So if that happens, well, what's going to happen next? Maybe there's a fight that happens or maybe, um, you know, oh, what if my husband loses his job? Okay, what? What if? What would you do? Well, we have, you know, this amount in our savings account and he has these skills and we could we could job hunt in this way. Okay, great. And then what would happen? And sometimes if you actually walk it through, it's not as horrible as you imagine it might be. You're problem solving and now it has less stress and emotion attached to it where your brain is just replaying it again and again and again but you've problem solved. It might not be a great solution. You might get to the end of that, that road and realize, oh gosh, yeah, I really don't, I really hope that doesn't happen. That would be really scary. That would be really bad, but it would be manageable. And then sometimes you can go back and think about, okay, so if this does happen, if X happens, which leads to Y, which leads to Z, and now we're at the end of it and I don't like where we're landing, We'll go back through and pray about that or look for what might be solutions along the way. What could I do differently that might change the pattern or or the process or the road that we're on? And now you're actually solving problems instead of just getting caught up in the emotion of one point that's really stressing you out. Having a plan, because you've actually thought it through to its logical conclusion, is sometimes really helpful for getting your brain kind of out of that stuck place. And now you don't have to overthink it because, hey, I already know what I'm going to do if that thing happens. And my emotions are more manageable because I've already thought it through. Idea number five is to journal through and just write down these things that are stuck in your head. Get it out of your head and onto paper. There is something powerful about thoughts turning into words, seeing them on paper, having to actually put them into words, it changes how we are relating with the situation or the stress or whatever it is. So journal through it, write through it. That might be a paragraph. It might be 12 pages. I don't know. But that can sometimes be really helpful. Number six, 
And this is similar to one that we talked about on Tuesday with handling negative thinking is to interrupt that train of thought, you know, recognize it, refute it. Okay, stop. I'm done. Jessica, I'm done. I'm not going to keep obsessing about this. And instead, focus on a truth about God. Because we very rarely get stuck in obsessing about and overthinking about good, beautiful things of God. We wind up obsessing about and overthinking about problems. So interrupt that and refocus onto a thought about God and just meditate maybe on an aspect of his character. He is good. He is faithful. He is loving. Or um, think about your relationship with him, who he is to you, your rock and your savior, things he has done for you, places you've seen him show up. Think about a scripture verse and just reread it again and again and again. And now your thoughts are changing. Number seven, stop where you are and write a gratitude list. You can write it down. You can jot it in your phone. You can text it to a friend. You can just think it in your head. But just, again, you're interrupting that obsessing about the problem or the what if, or I just, even if it's something simple, like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm going to forget to buy this thing at the store later. Oh, but I don't have a pen and I can't write it down. Oh, so I'm just going to keep thinking about it. My friend, that's not fun. That's not enjoyable. It's distracting. And so pause and maybe write it down if you can, but, or send a text to yourself or something, but think about something you're thankful for. If you're going to obsess about something, obsess about that. Obsessing about and reviewing and rehearsing your gratitude list, it is going to point your emotions in a whole different direction. It's going to point your attitude in a whole different direction. Number eight, do something right then and there to address whatever it is that you're overthinking about. There is probably something you can do. And yes, it might technically be someone else's responsibility and you're just kind of obsessing about, well, are they really going to do it? Why haven't they done it yet? When are they going to do it? What, what's going to happen if they don't do it? Just do it yourself. You are going to feel better. Or maybe it's again that like, oh, I don't want to forget to buy coffee at the grocery store. Okay, note to self, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. Now I'm overthinking it. I can't focus in the moment. I can't stop thinking about it. Well, pause and write it down. A reminder in your phone or whatever it is. Most of the time we can pause and do something about the situation. And now we feel better about it because we're actually doing something. We're taking action It's changing how we are relating to the problem. Okay, these next few ideas, they're probably going to be more enjoyable. (laughs) They kind of go into the realm of coping skills. If If you've ever really thought about how do I cope with a stressful situation, idea number nine, take a nap. You're probably going to think about things differently after you get a little bit of rest. Number 10, eat a snack. Because also, you're probably going to feel differently about things, think about things differently when you're full. And you're, you're, you know, physically, you're full. You've had some food. You've had some water. You've taken a nap. You're going to be thinking much more clearly. Number 11. This is, uh, I have some friends. This is like their number one favorite thing to do when they get stuck in just thinking about things. And it's like, "Ah, I can't just break free from it. Number 11 is to sing. Turn on some music. Sing along. 
This is not the time for those slow, sad country music songs. This is the time for something upbeat, something that gets you dancing, aerobic dance music, whatever, Christian worship music, something that is uplifting, where you can sing along, you can have some fun. That is going to change how you're thinking and definitely how you're feeling. Number 12 um, is to do something playful, play with your kids, play with a pet, sit down and do some coloring, do a puzzle, like whatever it is. If you've got kids around, if you've got a pet around, you've got someone to play with, awesome. Go for it. It's calming. It's fun. It's connecting. And if no one's around and you don't have a pet, you probably have a phone where you could play a game or maybe even watch something funny on YouTube, like something that gets you smiling, that gets you relaxing. It's going to help you change the direction of your thoughts and from there, your emotions. And number 13, uh, this is probably another one of my favorites because I've just seen how helpful it is. It, it doesn't always make sense right away, but it is really helpful. Number 13 is to notice the stress that's probably building up physically in your body when you're overthinking things and you just keep getting stuck in these patterns of thinking about the same things again and again, that builds stress. And most of us carry our stress some way physically. Personally, for myself, I notice it in my shoulders. My shoulders start hurting. I get more headaches. My neck and my shoulders are tight. And so doing something to physically release some of that stress can be really helpful to just kind of calm your body down and let you focus in a different direction. Obviously, there's a ton of ideas for physically just kind of de-stressing. Go for a run, go for a walk, exercise, you know, maybe enjoy some intimacy with your husband that can definitely, you know, physically release some stress. You're emotionally connecting, but even finding things individually, doing some deep breathing or some basic stretching, something that gets you using your body to calm and and de-stress your body is going to have a connection then with your brain, (laughs) calming and de-stressing your brain. So let me review these 13 ideas for you. Do you have to try them all? I mean, you can, but even just picking one and trying it out and see how it goes. Number one, distract yourself with something you have to think about. Number two, call someone and just talk it through. Number three, pause and pray. Number four, think it through to its logical conclusion. Try to solve the problem. Number five, journal through it and write it out. Number six, Stop thinking about the problem, whatever it is, and focus instead on a truth about God. Number seven, refocus your mind onto a gratitude list. Start reviewing that in your brain instead of your problem list. Number eight, do something right away in the moment, no matter how small, to change the situation, to impact the situation. Number nine, take a nap. Number 10, eat a snack. Number 11, sing to some upbeat music. Number 12, do something playful, play with your kids, play with a pet. Number 13, do something that's going to physically release some stress. Now, sometimes just doing one different activity, that'll kind of, you know, break the cycle and you can go on. You don't have to keep going back to these ideas. 
Other times, the same idea keeps popping up in your head and you find yourself again and again getting stuck thinking about this. That is really when I would encourage you to try number four and to think it through to its logical conclusion because it keeps coming back up. So something's got to change. So try to solve it. Try to think it through. Figure out, well, what would I do? What What's the worst that could possibly happen? Okay, let me plan for that. And then I don't have to be quite so scared of it, quite so stressed about it. I will remind you as we wrap up today um, that we do have a blog post for every episode. So if you want to see these ideas written out or think it through or even copy the link and send it to a friend, you can find that over at loveyourpeoplewell.com. You can find the blog there, Um, but you can also find a whole page of resources for dealing with hard emotions, learning how to manage your emotions. Um, That's on the resources page, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash emotions. You'll find it. If you're there, you'll find it. Uh, But just know there's a lot of good stuff available so you don't have to be stuck in this place of negative thinking or overthinking, but you can change that. You can control that. You can take your thoughts captive to Christ by the power and the grace of the Holy Spirit. So friends, I pray that the Lord will direct you and help you, help you get control of your thoughts, help you manage these hard emotions, and help you to enjoy your family. We will be back next week, um, continuing our deep dive into these hard emotions. I think next week, I believe we're talking about anger. Always a fun conversation. Well, not really fun, but always a helpful conversation. Um, And then we'll keep going through some other really common but really difficult emotions that Christian moms are dealing with. So um, send me an email or something if you have a particular emotion you want me to cover. But next week we will talk about anger. And so I'll be back then. And until then, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.